We're delighted that God has given yet another opportunity to us. Two weeks ago we were studying the will of God. And if you remember those of you who were present here, uh, the nicest thing for us and the best place for us to be is to know the will of God and to be in the will of God. I just want to quickly remind you what we went through that time. The will of God is twofold. There is the will of God uh, that is subject to change through intercession, prayer, and faith and fasting. And there is the other will of God which is unchanging and it has to take place. And we analyzed how we should behave in the presence of his will. We have to have the desire to obey the will of God. We have to study to find out what is the will of God. We have to surrender to his will. And we have to pay attention to every aspect of his will, not certain selected parts. If you remember, several examples were given from different parts of the Bible and from life. If you weren't present, because in this last few weeks we have had many questions connected with that, you can uh, enter our website through the internet or acquire the cassette from upstairs. Uh, I want to continue the same subject today. Uh, but it is slightly different today. Uh, and in future I will expand on this again. In order we comprehend better the will of God and the leading of the Holy Spirit. There is a lot of misunderstanding about this subject. Because often people not following the will of God commit themselves to a lot of hardship and problems. I remember a person wanted to go from Iran to America. Uh, and they asked me to go and pray for them before they left Iran. And I asked him, are you sure that this is the will of God for you to go to America? He said, there is no need for us to know the will of God about this we have decided we're going. We have bought the tickets. We've uh, got our suitcases ready. We've sold our furniture. 
ուրիշ մեկին ճանաչում եմ I know another person որ նա սիրահարվել էր մեր ու վրա He had fallen in love with her Եվ ասամարի աղոթենք տեսնենք աստու կամ քնա որ դու ես մարդի հետ ամուսնանաս թե ոչ Come and we'll pray together to see if this is the will of God for you to marry this man Աստու աստու կամ քից վախենում է And she said I'm afraid of the will of God Աստու կամ քինց համար միատ պարսկեն ասում են քաբուս իմա չգիտեմ հայերեն ինչ են ասում The will of God for me is like a nightmare Եվ իսկապես շատերի համար էս ցեվ։ And truly for many people it is exactly like a nightmare. Այո ինձ ասավ եթե աստու կամ սա չլինի, ինչ ցեխած եմ իմ կրխիս վրա։ If this isn't the will of God for me, what the hell am I going to do? Եվ սրա համար սա շատ կարևոր հարց է։ So really if you can see that this is a very important subject. Եվ ուզում եմ այդ հարցը մեկիչ ավելի քանիակ հարցերով ավելի մեծացնեմ։ And I want to expand this issue by presenting you with further questions. Why do we have to obey the will of God? Why do we have to carry out the will of God in everything? Why is it that sometimes our will and God's will contradict one another? Isn't it that God has given the desire for us for something? Why is it that something that I want to do that is my desire may not be in the will of God? And if we continue on this question, we can say the following. God wants to torment us. What will happen? God will no longer be God if I carry out my personal will. I don't want to be a sinner. I just want to do what I like. I want to live as I like to live. Hasn't God created us free beings? Then why should we be... Be so subjected and not free, so limited. How can I tolerate and endure things that is in the will of God, but it is not what I desire and like? How can I tolerate something that is not what I want, but God through his will is imposing it on me? So you can see that we can raise many, many questions. And, and some people's understanding of God is that he is a dictator sitting up there and he's got a sword in his hand as well. And he is dictating to us his will, not what you want. 
And if you go outside of my will, you'll be beheaded with the sword. You are subject to hell. Some people's concept of God is like that. So let us return to the main question. The reason I raised all this other question is so that we can realize the exact uh, and important question we need to ask. Why do we have to be obedient to his will? I want to give you a few answers to this question. In the first place, we have to be obedient because he wants the best for us. His desire is for us to be happy. Because he wants our happiness, sometimes he asks us to do something or sometimes he stops us from doing something. Often we don't know where our happiness lies. But God knows a preacher was saying that if there are times when God says no to our prayers, it doesn't mean that the prayer that you are doing, no. It means that possibly he has more than that in store for us. Only that we can't comprehend it. And for our happiness, we have limitations and we think that is all we are entitled to. Of course, I'm not talking about some things that uh, through sin and lack of obedience we get punished for. We are not the judge of those things either. But here I'm talking about issues that people who are people of faith have committed themselves to the Lord, but these difficulties, obstacles arise in their life. And they consider them as tragedies. But in reality, God uses these tragedies and obstacles for their happiness. Uh, quite a lot of you know Brother Mark Bliss. Right. He has been in this church and in Iran. He was a missionary during the Shah in Iran. And with Brother Haik, Edward's brother, they were very close friends. And you have heard, some of you, that through a car accident they lost all their three children. And I have never come across another person who has encountered difficulties of this magnitude. Later on, they adopted a child, a girl from Bangladesh, and she turned out to be... And she turned out very bad. And Mark often Blissi, this was a question, an issue for me. Mark Blissi, Mark Blissi, Mark Blissi, Mark Blissi. 
Brother Edward has never encountered a holier person than Brother Mark Bliss. He has been Brother Edward's teacher and mentor 37 years ago when he went to Bible school. When Brother Edward was 18 years old. I have never come across a humble man like him. Very sweet Uh, temperament as well. Uh, I was in contact with him a few months ago. How are you in your spirit? I love that brother dearly. Throughout the year, I have communication from people who have heard of the tragedies in my life, and I am the one who comforts them. And often I have people from America and even from Europe uh, who come to my town, to my home to visit with me because the tragedies and the experiences that I have passed and I have come through them victoriously has much more impact, impact on them than theories. Some of us, we are in our comfort zone. If we are in our comfort zone, if we haven't encountered tragedies, we cannot really comprehend what someone else is going through. There's a story going that they cut someone's someone's arm. Uh, As you know, in some countries, this is a form of punishment. When they cut his arm, When his arm dropped off, the blood was spurting, he started running. People who were watching said he's gone crazy. They wanted to take him to hospital so that he doesn't bleed to death. But he kept running. Very fast. From this road to that road. Until he came to someone's door and started knocking the door. He hadn't fainted yet. And a man opened the door and they embraced one another and they started crying. The crowd gathered and separated them and took the injured man to hospital. And when he came to, why did you behave like this? Who was that man that you ran to him and expressed your uh, emotions to him? Nobody's arm had been severed before so that that person would understand what I was going through. But the same thing had happened to this man a few years ago. And he would be able to understand. And through him I could be comforted. 
I could empty and burden myself with him. Didn't God do the same thing for us? He came and suffered all our tragedies upon himself. In order that he can share with our pain. Often we don't know what happiness is. And happiness can mean different things to different people and uh, none of those can be perfect. If we live in the will of God, bad things can be turned to Often the devil is trying to put doubt in our minds about the bad things that happened to us and how God is, but we mustn't accept them. In Jeremiah 29:11 it says I have uh, plans for you plans of good plans to give you hope and the future. And the second reason is God knows far better than we know what is best for us. Why do we ha- have to be obedient to Israel? Because our mind is limited, it's finite. And wisdom of God is far above our finite mind. Our minds are limited. But wisdom of God is infinite. He is aware and knowledgeable about everything. He knows our needs better than we know ourselves. He knows and recognizes us better than we do ourselves. We need to be led by him. We are a human being and we have limitations. We cannot comprehend all things. He knows all. And we have need of his wisdom. Brothers and sisters, if there is something that we don't know, we have no right to judge it. Jesus said to Peter, what I am doing now, you cannot understand, you will understand in the future. Nowadays, it's uh, expected for spiritual people, people of faith, to know everything. And this is what they continuously say. And 150 times a day, they say, I heard the Lord say to me. He told me to wear this stocking. Pick up the fork. Look out of the window. And so many silly little things. And the leading of God is something very frivolous for them. And these people think that they have to know absolutely everything. 
because they become very proud. And they think they are in the place of God. And their understanding is equal to understanding of God. We mustn't forget He is all-knowing, not us. We haven't become a God yet. Never will be either. We are his creation. We have to understand if God does something that I don't know or I don't understand, I have to realize that he knows and he is right. I consider the word of God from Genesis to Revelation it is the word, the spirit of God. I don't understand every part of it. 45 years I'm studying the book. Some place I know of by heart. And I don't think you can find a verse from the New Testament that I you ask me, I won't know which part it is from. You can even try me later on. Um, 80% of the Old Testament I know of by heart. Uh, although I'm growing in age, but I haven't forgotten them. Because I have remembered them off by heart from childhood. But believe me, when I tell you some parts, I really don't understand. When I don't understand something, I don't say that the word of God is wrong. What I say that how backward and limited I am in my understanding that I can't comprehend. I try to comprehend. I read other books in connection with them. I ask others. But even then, maybe so many things will not be clarified for me. But I know that he knows far better than I do. And I am obedient to him. There are question marks in my mind. What kind of faith it is if you know the answers to everything and then you say I have faith. It's like saying I believe that Charles is sitting here. What would you tell me? But you know, don't need to have faith. He's sitting there, you can see him. But when I say by faith, I know that Jesus is present even though I can't see him, even though sometimes I don't feel it, but by faith I know it's true, that is what is important. And it is beyond my finite And the third reason that I have to be obedient to the will of God, it's because he can see the future, but I live in the present only. The reason so many things go wrong for us is be, and we make decisions is because we only live in the now and the present. 
We're trying to enjoy the present. We enjoy to have the joy of the present. We like to have the right emotions in the present. And sometimes we only consider him the God of the present, not the God of the future also. Why do we do I have to be obedient to his will? Because I don't know if I take this course of action whether it will be good for my future or not. He does not force his will on me. He says you have a choice. Some people say if something is outside the will of God, that thing will not take place anyway. Yes, I'm not in agreement with that statement. Many things God does not want to take place, but they happen. And so many things God would have for us, but we don't let it happen. God has given us freedom. He says, you obey me. Because it will be good for your future. But if I don't obey, he will not force his will on me. He will give me my freedom of action. But when I start encountering difficulty in the future, and because as a result of the wrong choices I have made, and at a time like that, God's heart will bleed for me as a father, as a parent. And he will tell you, didn't I warn you not to take this action? Did you listen to my advice? Did you ask me? Did you respect my answers for you? If we carry out the will of God, it's not to please him only. It is so that we will not encounter difficulties in the future. Therefore, I can't see why we should have difficulty in obeying the will of God. We should not feel pressurized. It is for our happiness. The fourth reason is this, why we should obey the will of God. Because we see all those people who have been disobedient to the will of God, they have suffered. We have many examples in the Bible when people have taken their own desires forward and they have failed. For example, Samson. Before that big tragedy happened to him, uh, he married a woman who was uh, from Palestine. He made his choice and he went to his parents and said, I feel that this woman is suitable for me and I want to marry her. The parents said to him that she is not one of us, she is not a believer, we don't advise you to marry her. 
He said, no, this is very pleasing to me. I've fallen in love with her. I like the look of her, her appearance, her body. He had this desire for her. And he married her. And we saw what bad results that marriage had, how much he suffers. And his enemies knew his point of weakness. And, and they chose another woman, Delilah, to find out what area of Samson's strength was and to take that strength away from him. Why did Samson fail? Because he wanted to do his own desires. Why did Lot come to a bad end? His difficulty was the same. Mm -hmm. Abraham said choose. Right, he said left. Abraham said left, he said right. He looked at Sodom and Gomorrah, he saw that there was a lot of fun and jollification going on there and that was pleasant to him, although he had heard very bad things about that place. He wanted to be there. And when he was going there, he had a lot of joy in him. While he was heading towards Sodom and Gomorrah, he was feeling sorry for Abraham in the desert. Now study the end of Lot and the end of Abraham's life. Our problem is that we never look at what the end is going to be, we just live in the present. How many problems and difficulties and how much he suffered Lot? He had a position in Sodom. He had wealth in Sodom. <laughs> he had two stupid son-in-laws even. <laughs> he already had a stupid wife as well. These are the things that he acquired in Sodom. And when we study the end of his life, we see that terrible things happen to him. Uh, as a result of uh, Moses intercessing, an angel came and Abraham, Abraham intercessing, uh, the angel tried to get him out of Sodom. And he even warned him not to look back. They couldn't tear themselves away from Sodom and Gomorrah. And the wife turned back and turned into a statue. The daughters and the son-in-laws did not follow him. The two that followed him, they did very bad things. And as a result, their offspring turned out to be very bad. This is the result of going against the will of God. 
And so many people even nowadays go forward in accordance to their wills and desires. We have many believers who say, whatever I want to do, that is exactly what I will do. I've never obeyed my father. Do you think I'm going to obey you? You're the shepherd? Up till now, no one has been able to point a finger at me and tell me, you. I am such and such a person. Up till now, whatever I wanted to do, I've done exactly Haven't you come across people like that? Brother Edward has. And I'm sure you have as well. Uh, do you know what Isaiah says? It's very sad. 53, 6. Every one of us are like lost sheep. Every one of us are following our own ways. Everyone is going their own way. Everyone is following their own desires. Three people were living in a household and all of them were deaf. Husband and wife and their daughter. Uh, the wife comes and tells the wife, what a, uh, the husband tells the wife, what a lovely wife you are. The, you have made a very beautiful home for us. You are a lovely person. The wife couldn't hear what he was saying. Because she couldn't hear, she goes and complains to her daughter and said, no matter how well I look after this home, your father never appreciates it and she always, he always finds fault. The daughter was deaf, she couldn't hear what the mother was saying. I said, no matter how much the two of you are against him, I'm going to marry him. <laughs> Everyone had a tune to play, their own tune. Because there wasn't a listening ear. We laugh at them. But in reality, when we disobey the will of God, we are exactly the same Everyone is going their own way. And this is why we fail. And if I want to give you further examples from the Bible of people who've done their will and who've encountered failure, there are many, many examples. Apostle Paul says, everyone is looking for their own gain. And I want to tell Apostle Paul, add something else. In reality, everybody is looking for their loss. If they're doing their own will and they want their gain, in fact, they're looking for their own loss. Because if I try and gain something outside the will of God, undoubtedly that will be my loss. 
In the book of Judges, there is a verse that has been mentioned several times. Who can tell me what that verse is? It's been written several times. Whoever knows, please tell me. Judges, book of Judges. Sorry, we don't know. Because the Israelites did not have a king, everyone was doing exactly as they pleased. And in the book of Judges, this verse has been quoted again and again. When God is not reigning in our lives, we are not in his power, in his obedience. Every one of us does as person pleases. The fifth reason why we have to be obedient to his will, I want to read it for you, what Apostle Paul says. First Corinthians six nineteen and twenty. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own; you were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. You are not your own. Your you don't belong to yourselves. He has bought you by the price of his blood in order to belong to him. Therefore, why should we be obedient to the will of God? Because he died on the cross, he shed his blood, not only to deliver us from the penalty of sin, not only to deliver us from Satan, not only to deliver us from condemnation and hell, not only deliver us from curse, but to deliver us from ourselves. So that we don't live for ourselves. So that we don't live for our pleasures and desires. Our plans and desires not to have dominance over the will of God. This is why in Second Corinthians says that I have been crucified with Galatians chapter 2 it says that 
I no longer live, but I have been crucified with Christ. Is Christ living in me? Second Corinthians 5:15. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Jesus died. And my person also died with him. I have been crucified with him. So that I no longer will live for myself, but live for him. Brothers and sisters, this is a very important secret. A Christian is someone who has put aside their will and is obedient to the will of God. Why do we have to be obedient to his will? Another reason is this. It's in Matthew chapter 12 verse 50. Uh, they went to Jesus and say, your mother, your brothers and sisters are calling for you. What did Jesus reply? Who is my mother? Who are my brothers and sisters? Those who carry out the will of God, they are my brothers and sisters. So how important it is to the Whoever lives in the will of God, therefore acquires such a close fellowship Christos with Jesus, becomes a sister and Christos brother of Jesus, becomes Jesus' mother, becomes the child of God, becomes to the, belongs to the family of God. And the final reason, it's in Matthew chapter 7 verse 21. And don't be deceived that anyone who's calling me Father, Father will, Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. But the person who does the will of my Father. What an important verse. Uh, we've noticed why so many people are becoming Christians these days. And this isn't something that's happening uh, amongst Muslims, in Armenians also. Uh, they don't repent in order to carry out the will of God. Why have you repented? So that he can solve all my problems. So that God can supply all my needs. So that God will clear all my debts. 
so that God can destroy all my enemies. Angels of God protect me 24 hours a day so that nothing bad will happen to me. God to heal all my illnesses. God can supply my bread, protect me, protect my children. This is the majority of the players, that majority of the people. My burdens, my needs, my pain, my pocket, my my children, my pet dog. My future. My happiness. Yes, yes, yes. It all revolves around I, I, I. Who wants to know what the will of God is? You've noticed. This is why so many people follow the Lord. Uh, Jesus had many students just like that. They were following him. Jesus knew them. Where were you? We were searching for you for such a life. Were you searching after me? Or were you following me because I gave you fish and bread and you wanted some more? They continuously wanted blessings from him. They did not want to do the will of God. They just wanted his blessings. So when they stayed with him a little bit, when they saw his ministry, and his heavy teachings, his solid teachings, they said, this is not so easy. Who can do all of this? <laughs> and they went on their way. Hasn't he said that the path is narrow? And not many will go from there? But it will lead to eternal life? But the world, because people are after their desires, the path is very wide and many are traveling from there. But where will it lead to? Therefore, it is very important today for us to say, Lord, what it is you want? Israelites were exactly like that. I want to give you this last verse. Psalms 137. God showed his miracles to the Israelites, but his ways he only revealed to Moses. Because uh, Israelites couldn't care less about the will and the parts of the Lord. They continuously wanted miracles. If they were hungry, they asked for food. They had no fellowship with God. They wanted blessings. When they were thirsty, they wanted a drink. When they encountered difficulty, they wanted miracles and deliverance. And if 
It didn't take place. They wanted to stone Moses and God. They had nothing to do with the will of God. And you can see what happened to them at the end. Only two people, the rest did not enter Canaan, the promised land. But this was the prayer of Moses. Show me your ways. Show me your will. So that I can know you. Can we also pray like that? Let us pray. We're going to pray together, but then after that, maybe for five minutes, I want most of you to send up prayers. Don't expect us to pray loudly. You bring us your prayers about this subject. Short prayer so that we know the will of God and be able to do the will of God.
ուզում եմ այս աղոտ կամ մենս միասին կրկնենք թե հայերենով նրանք ուզում են հայերենով թե անգլերենով դա լինի ամենի աղոտը աղոտ 143 Uh, I want every one of us to repeat this Psalm 143:10 as a prayer either in English or in Armenian. Teach me to do your will. Repeat after me. Teach me to do your will. For For you are my God. May your good spirit lead, lead me. On level ground. Teach me to do your will for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. Amen. Mi ankamel ait yerkanglenov yerkenk. Ait stranger you. Let us sing this song one more time in English. Amen. I thank us to
So that the Lord can reveal what we have been saying today more and more today. So and also that He can comfort them with His good will. Let the Lord speak to them what we cannot speak to them. Brother Malcolm, show me a little bit. 